everyone. This is Alexis, and you're watching the Power to Be Show podcast. If you've been following us for a while, you know our slogan is worship does not stop on Sunday. On the Power to Be Show, we are showing people every week the impact of recognizing how God impacts every aspect of your life. Dive in each week as Dr. Bird, who is both a pastor and professor, chats with various entrepreneurs and leaders in the community. This week, we have with us Jeanette Gordon, who is the Senior Director for Healthier Neighbors, a place-based resident-led behavioral health initiative. Their mission is to connect local and natural assets to opportunities and creative strategies to improve behavioral health in the 33401, 33407, and 33404 zip codes. Before I turn it over to our host, all I ask is that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, leave a comment on the episode, and share with your circle. We all have the power to be. Now, here is your host, Dr. Terrell Bird. Welcome to another episode of the Power to Be Show. Be creative, be connected, and be courageous. Worship does not stop on Sunday. Thank you, Alexis. We are just delighted to have with us Jeanette Gordon today. She is a wonderful person, but more importantly, she's making a difference in her community. And for that, we are grateful. So I just want to just say welcome, Jeanette. It's good to have you with us. Thank you so much. I am excited to be here. And I'm excited about the conversation. Well, good. And that's what it is. It is it is a conversation. But what is um, fascinating for me is that it is going to be able to kind of look more at, because you're a very diversified person. You've got, you've got a lot of things going on that you've done and a lot of things that you're preparing to do. So we're going to hopefully get into a little bit of all of that. Um, Currently, you are healthier neighbors. Yes. Uh, thank you. So currently, I serve as the Senior Director for Healthier Neighbors. Uh-huh. It's a behavioral health initi- initiative that's funded by Palm Health Foundation. Okay. Um, I've been in this position since Healthier Neighbors began. Uh, okay. That was about eight years ago, 2016. Okay. Okay. And uh, we are one of six initiatives throughout Palm Beach County. So gotcha. you may have heard about Healthier Delray or Healthier Boynton, Healthier okay. Glades. Um, okay, well then that's, us out here. And, yeah. that's, and I want to get to that. So, <laughs> so, so we're, all, we're all connected. And good, yeah, good. so this is the work I've been doing with community okay. um, for the past eight well, years. Okay, so that's where you are, uh, are currently or, yes. or at least uh, – uh, getting ready, hopefully, to transition and as you continue to grow and expand Mm -hmm. on what you're doing. So with that said, what I'd like to know is, and I'd like to let our audience know, is 
Who is Jeanette Gordon? <laughs> what is your story? There are some things that we are doing now in our current positions that really say a lot about who we are before we got to this position. So tell me something about who you are as a person, where you're from, uh, and a little bit about your background. Well, first, I am Jeanette Gordon. Okay. <laughs> I am a daughter. Okay. I'm a daughter of the Most High. Uh-huh. I am a daughter to Beverly Keynes and the late Maurice Keynes okay. and Richmond Gordon. Okay. Um, a little bit about my background. I was born in Jamaica. Okay. And uh, my family migrated to the U.S. in New York when okay. I was around one. So, you know, I'm a, yeah. <laughs> <I'm> a yachty. <laughs> so uh, I, we lived in New York until I was about eight or nine years old. Okay. Uh, my mom and my biological dad divorced and my uncle was in Florida and he was like, come to Florida. It's great. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. okay. I was just traumatized because the kids at school were like, there's only kids at Disney World. They're not anywhere else. And I was like, oh, no. They were like, it's just old people. And I was like, oh, no. But um, I came here, and, of course, it was very different. And sure. I, I've been here since uh, 1989. Okay. So um, one of the things that I noticed is that your earlier work had to do with children and counseling, youth, yes. counseling youth. Um, and how did that, what triggered that kind of response to doing something like that, working with, with kids and counseling? Well, my background in leadership, mm -hmm. um, began in church. Okay. So it began with, uh, you know, having to go up on 13 Sabbath and say your memory verses mm -hmm. and, uh, be present and go into all the activities. And then it transitioned into do you want to be the secretary for the youth department? Do you mm, want to be gotcha. the assistant director for the youth department? Mm -hmm. So it's always been a part of me um, okay. working in the church and okay. working with churches and ministries. And um, I didn't see at the time mm -hmm. that it was development, uh -huh. that I was exposed to boards <laughs> yeah. from a very young age. Yeah. You know, back then it was like the church okay. board. And I'm, now as an adult, I'm like, yeah. it's the same board. Yeah, right, you know? right, so right, yeah. um my my role in working with youth began from I, I would say high school, probably as a as a um, as a counselor in my Pathfinder group, okay. and then it just uh, matriculated, okay. you know, as responsibilities grew in church. So when I was getting ready to intern at the great Florida Agricultural and Mechanical mm -hmm. University, you, yeah. my yeah. Uh, internship opportunities. Uh, included that of working with children um, who were grieving and my mom worked for hospice. So I was very familiar with the okay. hospice culture and that okay. people pass okay. and, you know, it's difficult, but I was not prepared for children grieving and wow. the different wow. types okay. of loss that they experienced. Yeah. yeah. So that was my first, um, kind of the, the entree yeah, into yeah, taste, yes, you know, into social, getting into the, into yeah. the workforce. Cause social work has always been a part of my life. Yeah. Okay. Always from my yeah, kid. So your area, your <laughs> discipline was social work. Uh, yes. At, my, at, yes. Okay. Yes. Family, okay. Um, yeah. I graduated uh, my bachelor's in social work from okay. Florida A&M mm -hmm. and um, I actually started off in, 
physical therapy and there mm. was a, a national shift where it became a master's program and everyone had to start over. Oh, wow. So I was like, what am I going to do? Okay. So people are like, you went from physical therapy to social work? Yeah, yeah. And one day I'm like, well, it's still helping people. It's yeah. just a different capacity, sure, you know? Sure, so sure. I, I very much um, love what I do. And it it has evolved. Okay. From so so that your 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 interest or passion for for young people began kind of through the church and through your work mm -hmm. with the church, and then kind of spilled over into your academic life in terms of social work. And uh, so you did that, and then after because I noticed that you continued with education, you did an MBA. Mm -hmm. um, and that seemed to move you in another direction because it's business administration. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about that. So, right. So this MBA yeah. degree that I have, um, my brother, uh, his um, bachelor's is in business administration. And he graduated from uh, Florida A&M as well, School okay. of Business and Industry. And the whole time he was there, he was like, everyone should have a degree in business. And I was like, blah, 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 <laughs> whatever. I'm a social worker. I'm never going to be in business. Mm. And... There was a point where I had these spells in my life where mm -hmm. I know it's time for a change. Like okay. something has to be done. Like, uh -huh. uh, so it, I came to a point in my life where I felt like every time I spoke to people, I was having the same conversations. I was like, you really need to elevate yourself. So I started reading more and I was mm -hmm. like, that's not it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I used to be so fascinated by people who had MBAs. I thought they were so smart. <laughs> okay. And whenever they would tell me, I was like, Oh, you got yeah. an MBA. So yeah. that's really why I chose it, okay. right? Oh, yeah. Because I wanted yeah. to challenge myself. Okay. I didn't even see what God had set up for me, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to see this, this connection between the social work piece uh -huh. and now uh, the business piece mm -hmm. and how you are able to marry those two mm -hmm. in a way that helps to define not only who you are, but what you do. So, yeah. A lot of uh, business strategy mm -hmm. is used in nonprofit, mm -hmm. in community work, okay. um, uh, marketing. Mm -hmm. You know, marketing mm -hmm. was, was my, I did a a concentration um, certification in marketing. Mm -hmm. And some of those same strategies that I learned mm -hmm. is what I use today. Okay. Like how to capture people's attention, what's important to mm -hmm. them, right? Mm -hmm. But what's even more important is that I get to capture it and and um and and give it to the people have them respond to it give me feedback then I yeah. can shift it and then keep moving. So it really is wow. uh like group participation yeah, in, in yeah. this work, right. but it is a lot of the principles that I learned yeah. that help guide this. Yeah. You know, there's still budgets sure. that have to be spoken. Yeah. You know, there's still uh, creating spreadsheets and, yeah. um, you know, just so many things that are involved that, you know, when I was, I will say that going and um, going through that process of receiving my MBA mm -hmm. was some of the, like the most pleasant learning I've yeah, ever experienced yeah. okay. because okay. I was working at the time okay. and I, I started to see how it fit into my work Got it. in social work. Yeah. Whereas, you know, my undergrad, I was mm -hmm. like, I just want to get out of here yeah. and get a job so yeah. I can stop being poor. <laughs> well, well, Jeanette, one of the things that I'm, you know, that I often emphasize is the interdisciplinary nature mm -hmm. of learning 
of how we should be able to integrate various aspects of learning to help shape who we are and also understand better the world around us. Mm -hmm. So it looks like you have, you have done that, that in, in your learning process. Now, as I think about this, uh, social work and also the MBA, um, I also know that you have been involved with nonprofit, uh, and the whole nonprofit world. Uh, and also with this entrepreneurial spirit. So, you know, working with nonprofits and then also looking at uh, uh, entrepreneurial. Can you talk a little bit about uh, your desire for nonprofit and service? And Because my concern always is where is God in the midst of what you do and how do you integrate your faith into the work you do? <laughs> because worship does not end on Sunday. So <laughs> talk to me a little bit about so that. I, <laughs> I know that's. I put some index cards in my purse because I just knew you were going to hit me with like five <laughs> or six questions and I'm going to have to remember to get to them. Uh-huh. But let me just start with this. Okay. When I went back to school to get my MBA, I was just, I was in a financial rut on paper. Mm-hmm. You know, I, did, I did not look good at all. Right. <laughs> okay, okay. And it, people were just like, you, you want to go back to school, but do you know what you did with the loan that we gave you before? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm not going to do that again. You know, just uh-huh, give me a sure, shot. Sure. So when I, when I, when I got serious about it and I prayed about it, And I said, you know, God, if you let me get this degree, like, I promise I'll use it for you. Like, I got this. (laughs) Like, you know, so I I got in school and everything was cleared and everything was good and, you know, got done and got my degree. And lo and behold, the uh, my church needed a church clerk and the church clerk was transitioning. Mm -hmm. So, you know, normally that's not a role for someone in their early 20s. But I was like, boom, this is my payback. I'm going to be the church clerk. And then I've done my due diligence (laughs) of paying you back for this degree, God. But um, as I've grown and matured in my faith, Mm -hmm. I realized how immature that thinking was Mm. because everything that I do is a product of God's love for me, mm-hmm. you know, and it mm-hmm. is that, you know, you know, why did, why do you do this? Sometimes people ask me about volunteer hours and, oh, that doesn't count because that's your job. You get paid for it. But p- people that do like do this work, mm-hmm. you know, that you don't, you, you know, when you can stop. Okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And often that's not where you stop. Mm-hmm. Because people deserve so much mm-hmm. more, yeah, yeah. Especially when you see opportunities and resources that are open. And for me, you know, if I were to stop it at five o'clock, and I mm-hmm. knew fifty more people could have benefited, like yeah. I would just be home thinking. So there's about no that. boundaries on service, you know, and on serving. There are, okay, there are, right. So that's a part of the understanding self, okay. Right? So. Okay. Any folks that come into this field, especially um, in place-based work, which is what I do, working mm-hmm. directly with people mm-hmm. um, in a, uh, a designated area, okay. right? Okay. So anyone that comes in this work, I was like, well, what would you tell people? Know yourself. Do you have a therapist? Mm. Because working with people okay. and hearing issues and, you know, sure. 
there's every negative stat for mm-hmm. our community, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're low oh, yeah. income, we're low education, we're yeah. low health, we're low babies, we're low everything, right? Yeah. Everything yeah. that can be negative. Yeah. So it's like, if that's what you're hearing all day mm-hmm. and you have your own issues mm-hmm. so to the, deal with. The, the counselor needs counseling. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like understanding your your biases, mm-hmm. um, understanding, you know, when they flare up mm-hmm. and, and when they're present and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, just being aware of self. Yeah, yeah. Because there are times when, especially working with community, mm-hmm. you just got to sit back and be quiet. Yeah. And it's not about voicing your opinion. Mm-hmm. It's about listening. Okay, okay. Well, I know one of the areas that you seem to kind of dive into was this era of housing and um also HIV, AIDS, yes. and so those are heavy, yeah. heavy issues. Yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about um, what are some of the dynamics of, of helping to solve some of those problems, and, and what were you doing to do that? Uh, well, my route, I, I laughed because when I, <laughs> I, I graduated back then when you had to fax in applications, mm-hmm. right? My mom worked at hospice. I would give her like 15 applications every night. Like mom fax these <laughs> in for me. Yeah. And someone responded and um, I really wanted the comprehensive AIDS program to respond. I really, really wanted to work mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. and they didn't respond mm-hmm. and someone else responded. So I started that position and I was in there for two days and I got the call from the comprehensive AIDS program. <laughs> okay. And I was like, I could just like leave and like they never see me again or I could do this the right way. Mm. And my older brother was like, you really should do it the right way because (laughs) you don't want to burn bridges. Mm -hmm. So glad I listened because I went back to partner with them in another job. And because of that good relationship, it was there. So I started working in um, at that time, it was comprehensive um, AIDS program. Now it's found care. Um, They've grown leaps and, and bounds. Um, under Miss Yolette, and um, it was eye-opening for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, coming back to which my part was it? Yeah, the, it, the it eye-opening was, was um, the influx of individuals and in community who looked like me were my age and were positive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And um, we we did, and I say I say that because I'm thinking about my coworkers that were around mm-hmm, me in the cubicles. Mm-hmm. And the same communities that I'm working in now, like I've always been in these communities. Mm-hmm. So I would do home visits gotcha. um, downtown West Palm and mm-hmm. go and see my clients. And at that time, you know, there was funding for um, paying mortgages and rent, but we would just go in and check in and how are you doing and how are your living conditions? Mm-hmm. And I used to go out to Bell Glade um, uh, twice a week to go to the offices out there. And mm-hmm. in one of the offices in Bell Glade, they had a tree on the wall and the tree was of all the babies who passed oh my of HIV and AIDS wow wow powerful and names got added to the tree while I worked there okay so it was like that sure. was the community that I returned to yeah. like okay like what do we do mm-hmm. to get to the bottom of mm-hmm. some of this and yeah. how can I be a part of that like yeah. what do I have in me to help so with you this? were and you were doing that before they got a lot of the medications and the, the were you it, it was it was it was still a very heightened Height, time yeah. in community I'm mm-hmm. not going to say it's not as heightened anymore mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I do think back there especially in the elderly community mm-hmm. there was a huge rise in, right. wow. in the elderly communities um, here wow. and we had to you know go out there and we would partner 
with our um, I forget the, the what the team was called that would go out and, mm-hmm. and give out information. But we would be there to say, hey, mm-hmm. if you need assistance with housing, we can do that. Mm-hmm. If you need short term, you know, what have you. Mm-hmm. So I, I worked on that side and not so much the case management side, but you still got a taste of everything okay. that someone gotcha. was experiencing, mm-hmm. um, inclusive of the medications mm-hmm. they take and you know, sometimes being on the phone with people that you knew mm-hmm. personally mm-hmm. and yeah. you just, hey, what can I do sure. to help you through this process? Yeah. And yeah. that's it. You know, yeah. it's not about, hey, how'd you get in this situation? Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. it's just, <laughs> but by the grace of God. That's, there you go. There go <laughs> so, I. So yeah. uh, yeah. it, 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 it has always just, um, just made me feel like this is something that I always want to mm-hmm. be a part of. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I could sense even in reading the, your involvement in that. And, and that's why I, I kind of point out the housing and HIV because housing, again, it's another one of those areas yeah. where, and at, especially now people are suffering so great from the lack of, and then of course, food insecurity as yeah. well. So you got a lot of these, all of these pieces that, and many of them are interrelated, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, the the other thing that I really picked up and I thought was very, um, very interesting about what you have been doing is you have been really working toward this racial equality and equity. And, um, and I, and I'm, I'm assuming that what you have been doing is, engulfing yourself in the world of the marginalized and uh, talk about a little bit about that, about uh, how race has impacted uh, uh, the challenges that people face uh, in working with people on the margins. Well, my connection to marginalized communities um, is not, so distant Mm -hmm. you know this is a part of my lived experience Mm -hmm. um growing up and you know seeing my mom flip through the books real quick Mm -hmm. over you know buying groceries and you know standing in line and be like where are we like what are we here for and it's like why why is it so noisy why is it so crowded why there's so many people here Mm -hmm. why why when we go to the eye doctor why do i have to go all the way in the back and look at the four little glasses that sit on the counter, but why can I get the ones that are out front? Mm. So it's like, why do, why does it all, why do I always have to feel different, Mm -hmm. you know, because Mm -hmm. of the position that we're in. Mm -hmm. So why can't resources be equitable so that, as a child, I'm not traumatized because, mm-hmm. you know, I have to wear the super big bifocals, which I did, <laughs> <laughs> which I did. Yeah, yeah. And I used to try to hide them in my book bag, but I could not see, yeah, you know, yeah. but it's like, yeah. um, and, and now, you know, what, what I think one of the greatest challenges is the lack of knowledge mm-hmm. of history. And I think that if, um, if people, in, including people who look like me, mm-hmm. including black people, right? And and I and I get it because mm-hmm. my family's Caribbean, mm-hmm. right? So there's mm-hmm. already an issue with we all we're not really black, you know. That's so <laughs> yeah, sure. already that, right? right? That, and like this well, identity type, it, yeah. Yes, it's like mm-hmm. no, we're Jamaican, mm-hmm. we're right, not right, African right, American. Yeah, we don't yeah, understand the struggle. Yeah. But how did you get there? That's right. You know. Yeah. So those are conversations that you know will always be had. But for me, it's like when you know. 
you teach and you grow and you move, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You don't keep that to yourself. Mm-hmm. And what was most important to me is that in our community that they understood and um, average childhood experiences um, teaches this, that it's not about what's wrong with you. It's about what was done to you. Mm, okay. So for me, in including community in Racial Equity Institute, mm-hmm. which we did, mm-hmm. um, and, and that was something unique mm-hmm. because we had residents from Stony Brook with uh, governmental officials mm-hmm. from Palm Beach County mm-hmm. um, sitting in a Racial Equity Institute, a, a three- Three day, three day, two day. I forget now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been so long since we've all sat in the room mm-hmm. and did that's, that. That's, but that's, I mean, but Stony Brook. Yeah, having yeah. that conversation mm-hmm. and um, everyone realizing how much you have in common. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And also residents realizing, wait a minute. Yeah. Redlining. Yeah. That's how this happened. Right. Yeah. So we not just nasty and dirty and don't want yeah. better for ourselves. Yeah. It's yeah. that we yeah. don't get yeah. equivalent resources. Right. Like now I have a reason right. to right. go register to vote. Yeah. And and the <laughs> fact that you can see that because of a lived experience. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I understand that too. I mean, I, I, I had to eat government cheese, mm-hmm. you know, it was I, good. It was, but understanding that, that we can identify, and therefore don't see ourselves as the other but see ourselves as a part of yes because folks have to see empowerment for themselves Mm, right mm -hmm, you gotta mm -hmm. you gotta get that like Mm -hmm. i can't as much as i can you know get up every morning Mm -hmm. and be like you're powerful Mm -hmm. you're brilliant it's that at some point like you have to say that right but where is that gonna come from if i don't see any examples of empowerment and 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 knowledge and yeah. so it's like this is who we this this is who we are yeah. this is what we own right and, this and, is what we had access to before yeah. it was taken away from yeah us. and i think that the fact that we're able to own it mm-hmm. and able to share it so it becomes a shared story and so it's not just your story but it's my story uh, i know maya angelo said that we're all edge walking and to say that nobody has it all together absolutely not <laughs> no we're we're all having no. some issues so yeah. And, yeah. And, and that's so important because mm-hmm. if we move in that spirit of nobody has it together mm-hmm. all together mm-hmm. then we value everyone at the yes. table yeah right yeah, so there's yeah, no yeah. You know, one thing that I hate is is when we have community meetings yeah. and we're introducing ourselves. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we stopped at our community meetings. There's no, you can't give your title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it right. is your name and your connection to the community. Wow. Right? I love it. Because yeah. you, if I say, hi, I'm Jeanette, I'm the CEO. And then the next person would say, hey, I'm Jeanette, I'm just a resident. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's like, you are yeah. the most valuable so person All these here. class distinctions yes. and status so and like, things. Yeah, let, yeah, let's yeah. make this an even playing sure. field. Yeah. And that way, everyone's needs everyone's opinions are valued and those that you know may have felt um beneath someone doesn't even know who they're sitting beside because it doesn't matter right exactly oh until it's time for a resource then it matters (laughs) (laughs) now i'm so uh happy just to talk to you about some of those things but now this current uh the current work that you're doing, uh, and I know I want to talk about an entrepreneurial piece too, okay. but the current work that you've been doing, uh, uh, which is healthy, healthier neighbors, healthier neighbors, yeah. So I want to kind of get into that and what does that look like, 
and I want to talk about even you've been honored because of the work you've done, uh, right? The Robert, uh, the Robert Wood Johnson, Wood Johnson, yes. yeah, um, you, yeah, Palm Beach County, Palm Beach County, yes, yeah. So you've been awarded. so so I know you've been doing good work. Yes, okay, so yes. so there, there's there's a movement here in this county, and I'm so excited to have my name and the opportunity mm-hmm. to have learned um, mm-hmm. through this process. Mm-hmm. So this idea of, and, and, and let me tell you what Healthier Neighbors is, right? Yeah, because good, good. When, when this opportunity came across my desk, I had just finished a, a contract and I was like, I'm going to go to the beach for a couple of days and figure <laughs> out what I'm going to do next, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, a mentor of mine, Barbara Cheeve, she sent me an email yeah, and said, Barbara, I know her. Take a look at this uh, opportunity. So I was looking at it. I was like, oh, I don't want to be on anybody else's. I don't want to work as a case manager. Like, I'm ready for something different. Mm-hmm. And then it was like resident leadership. And I'm like, yeah, they always say residents are going to lead. And that's never what it is. Right. So I kind of put it to the side. And she was like, did you apply? And I'm like, OK, so I think I need to listen. So I applied and um, I, I really didn't take it that seriously. Okay, I didn't. Right. Mm. And I, I and I'm glad I didn't because I think they just got me. Right. In that application, I, I didn't try to fluff anything up. Okay. It was just like, let me just apply. Mm-hmm. Here's who I am. Mm-hmm. And what shifted for me was walking into that interview. Mm-hmm. And there were at least 12 people around the table and half of them were residents. And they were interviewing me. The residents. The residents were interviewing, were yeah. interviewing you. Rent- OK. Yeah. And yeah, then so. I learned that. The residents were the ones that developed the job description uh-huh. because in the job description, it said they preferred someone who lived in the community. So Healthier Neighbors prioritizes all of Riviera Beach yeah. and Northern West Palm, 07 and 01. So they okay. wanted the okay. individual applying to live within part one of, of those three zip codes. Yeah. Yes, so uh-huh. you're a part of it. Yeah. And at the time I lived in Riviera Beach, I had for eight years so I was like, what? Nobody ever gives you bonus points for living in the hood. Like, <laughs> I live here. So, you know, so I, you know, that probably, you know, made it yeah. look a little bit better. I'm not sure. But when I saw on there that element that they wanted the individuals to live in community, mm-hmm. that it was resident leadership. And then when I got to the interview, there were residents at the table. I sat up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, okay, mm-hmm. whoa, time to take this seriously, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, that's pretty much how it it began. And 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 what I learned about the initiative was that Palm Health was was really doing something that no one had done, and this was shifting their funding practices to the typical write in for a grant, and they give opportunities out mm-hmm. to you know what, based on the data we received on these six communities and the heightened areas of uh, behavioral health, um, family caregiving, uh, diabetes prevention, which is what it started off as, Um, you know, let's give the money to community and let Mm. them decide what Mm. they do with it. I love that. I I, I love, and and they're naming for themselves (laughs) what they need and what what they they want. Wow. Yeah. So the first six months of my position was talking to community, introducing healthier neighbors to them, right? And some places I went and they were like, who are you? Are you from the city? Who sent you? Are you running for office? I was like, no, (laughs) ma'am. So I was like, I'm just here to tell you about the pros. I went to schools and, you know, folks are like, so we got money. 
we can do whatever we want to do with it. And I said, yeah. So every time I went in, I'm like, hi, my name's Jeanette Gordon. I work for you. And they're like, you work for us. I work for you. And I said, so until you all tell me what we're going to do with the money, mm-hmm. what's important to you, right? the money won't be spent. Yeah. And they didn't believe that. Wow. Right. So it was like when we got to, you know, finally formalizing um, subcommittees that were chaired by mm-hmm. residents mm-hmm. Um, and, and the residents, uh, what was so huge was they defined behavioral health. Okay. It wasn't taken yeah. out of a dictionary. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And they defined behavioral health based on their mind, body, and spirit mm-hmm. being well. Those right. were their words. So what their, what their life Absolutely. was like. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And then they said within behavioral health, Um, in our communities and and there's so much similarity Mm -hmm. between um, downtown West Palm and Riviera Beach. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of resources that we use a lot, utilize, especially on the 45th street corridor Mm -hmm. um, as it relates to health services, Mm -hmm. um, education, you know, all of that, that border. So the residents wanted to prioritize um, Engaging faith-based organizations with community, mm, wow, right? Wow. So you know wow. what went off in my head. Then yeah, I was yeah. like, "Ooh, you trying yeah. to bring it back? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. still repaying you for this degree, okay?" <laughs> uh-huh. So, but I never thought I would be in a position number one mm-hmm. where a foundation would say, "We will support and give dollars mm. to a community who wants to prioritize mm, faith-based faith, yeah, initiatives." Yeah, look at God. Yeah, that yeah. never happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that that gets. <laughs> To the core of what I think we need to be thinking about as we live out our faith life. Uh-huh. That we're not just talking about what you do on Sunday. Mm-mm. There are needs, there are there are concerns that we need to be addressing. Now you're talking about uh having funds. Now what are the funding agencies, these is it uh, part of what the city is setting no, this aside is, no, or all this, just all foundations? This are... is all Palm Health Foundation. Okay. Yes. Okay. And this was a big shift, as, as I said, in the way that they do funding. So what they started to say, right, mm-hmm. because now they have these six communities that they've invested in. Mm-hmm. So now it's um, if Jane Doe, you know, went to them as Jane Doe probably did in the past and mm-hmm. said, you know, I'm in Riviera Beach. I'd like to do this project. And they would say, hey, you need to connect with Jeanette. She's in Riviera Beach. The residents there decide how the funds are used, present your ideas to the residents. Okay. You know, that's the yeah. way that it's yeah. run. Yeah. Wow. So from that, you know, it matriculated into us developing a mini grant process, which is probably what Healthier mm-hmm. Neighbors is most popular for is, is giving out our mini grants. Okay. Um, and uh, that was... Um, orchestrated by residents. Um, It started with Healthier Jupiter. Um, They gave uh, small grants to nonprofits in Jupiter. Mm -hmm. Uh, When it got to Healthier Neighbors, right, because we share so much information in this initiative, which is why it's just so dope, right? Wow. And if someone builds a system like uh, 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 my friend Carrie did, co-worker Carrie did at the time, Carrie Mm -hmm. Brown, she built out the mini grant system Mm -hmm. in Jupiter. When I came on board, she was like, here, Here's all the documents. Just wow. put your Why logo on it. Why reinvent the wheel, you know? Yeah. Thank you. But you yeah. know, sometimes you get in places and folks yeah. are like, well, this is mine. This is mine. <laughs> but and we share so yeah. many resources, but we also share those same resources with communities. So mm-hmm. if someone says to me, can I get the blueprint of how mm. you do mini grants? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Here yeah. it is. This yeah. is how we do it. Wow. Um, so when she passed that down, then our community said, well, we want to add to that for profit. Mm. 
because for-profits do initiatives mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. that have to come out of their pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why can't for-profits get dollars wow. for doing projects? Okay. Yeah. So, and and I'm telling you, like, as they're telling me these things, I'm like, if, if this is what y'all want, you do understand you could do it, right? <laughs> like, I, I'm just the facilitator yeah, of yeah, this. Yeah, so yeah. that has always been the beautiful beautiful part of this work is, I tell people, it's not about my great ideas. I don't mm-hmm. even have to give them, you know. I just listen to what they say and and, and we move and, and try to find resources that complement. So we started moving with that. And then and lastly, they said, can we give dollars to people who want to start a business? Mm, wow. Okay. This one get by. <laughs> you know, like, that's kind of pushing There it. you go. Ring, so, ring, you know, ring. Uh, yeah. In, in, yeah. in full transparency, um, there was some conversation mm-hmm. just around trust, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Because folks were asking, so we're just going to give these people the money? Right. And, and and I'm saying these people, that's yeah. my derogatory sure. term I'm using. No one said that. Right, you know? right, so there's right. like, we're just going to give community right, right, the money right. directly right. and not monitor. Like, mm-hmm. how do we know they're going to use it? How do we, how do we? And, and that I could said, be anybody, these people. So I yeah. said, you know, well, we got to trust them mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and um it there was more there was more to gain than to lose mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so the first time that we did mini grants we awarded 38 individuals from community and it was a total of about $53,000 wow. and that was inclusive of for profits uh nonprofits and um, individuals who wanted to start their own business. So, wow. for so, instance, a lady applied to us for, I think, like six hundred and fifty or seven hundred dollars, right? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. grants could be as small as that. Mm-hmm. And she had been unfortunately laid off from her cleaning business, and she said, "I just need to buy the supplies. Mm-hmm. I have the clients." Wow. So she got that. She got her supplies and on about business, she huh? was out you know and i'm <laughs> yeah, just like yeah. that's yeah. that's the seed yeah that yeah, some people yeah. need that's to, right. to start yeah. their business that's, and i often say people are not necessarily looking for a handout just a, no. a hand up yeah. you know yeah. and uh yeah. so even with them they're like we don't gotta pay this back right, <laughs> right, like, right, like right, no you're good right, like i promise right, you you're right, good right that's and, that's wonderful so now and this is happening uh, throughout South Florida or yeah, Palm Beach well, County? or It's happening throughout, well, not South Florida, Palm Beach County. I will say, though, that there has been interest in other counties in this place-based work. Okay. And um, myself, as well as the other five directors and um, some staff from Palm Health mm-hmm. Foundation have been a part of those conversations, just being very transparent in what this looks like financially. Sure. Um, because also on these projects... I speak, you know, when I speak about healthier neighbors, I say we, and it's a collaborative mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I don't do this by myself. Right, you know, as okay, I said, there's sure. many yeah, residents behind yeah, this work, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, however, on paper, there's only one full-time employee. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, it's like, my job is to ensure collaboration, mm-hmm, right. is to ensure partnership, you yeah. know? Um, but initially, you know, I was just like, this is a little weird. Yeah. But they intentionally set it up that way mm-hmm. so that community can see the majority of the dollars are going to you. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not top heavy with staff. I don't have sure. a secretary and a case manager and mm-hmm. a, this person and yeah. a, that person. Like, yeah. it's just me. Wow. Yeah. But then so, again, the buck stops too. Then, but, you know, and, accountability. Yeah. Accountability. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. And I'm also accountable to my steering committee, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. inclusive of residents. Mm-hmm. And they do my annual uh, report, okay. the, the residents, my sure. co-chairs. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, shout out to uh, Anitra Moss and Denise mm-hmm. Williams, who are okay. currently my co-chairs. And okay. they, you know, I have to report back to them. So it's if I'm not doing it right, they're the ones that are going to let yeah. me know. Yeah, wow. Well, I, I tell you, what you're doing uh, speaks to what uh, this emphasis on faith and integration mm-hmm. of faith and work and how God is using you to do his to do his work and his kingdom building it <laughs> worship doesn't stop on Sunday oh you know? no no, no. So, yeah. worship is you know for me continual mm-hmm. you know it's it's mm-hmm. it's um <laughs> As I used to say in my Pathfinder group, if we said our pledge was, it's, it's keeping a song in your heart. That's right. You yeah, know, yeah, and understanding yeah. that this world is never going to give to us what we deserve, yeah, right? Yeah, so right, if right. we're looking for it, you're never going yeah, to get it here. Right. You know, no, just like, no. this, this world is crap. And it, it is. <laughs> it really is, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So what are we trying to do Welcome right to now? Welcome to the like, real world. We're yeah. trying to make the best of that's it. Right, we're trying to right. love on the folks that just aren't taking the world too well. That, like that's it's just right. a little Because the world is a little bit more of a struggle for some people yeah, than others. That's true. Some folks yeah. can just mosey on through yeah. and they got it and they're good and nothing's yeah. phasing them. Yeah. And others are like... This killing, this shooting, this yeah, wars, these yeah, yeah. this is too much for right, me, right, you know. Right. And it's our responsibility to love on those people exactly. and to nurture those people and, exactly. and to make them always feel like they're a part of the right. process. And when you have a community of support, yes. and that's so important. Yeah. And I know that's exactly what what you're doing. Um, now, this these awards that you I mentioned that you were given, so which means somebody's taking note and notice of what you're doing. Um, and that's a good thing. So I, I applaud you for that. It is definitely yeah. and um, your team. A, a team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. would say that, you know, between um, Palm Health Foundation and um, Youth Services, mm-hmm. and I know I am missing one other organization that is a part of it. Um, yeah, okay. That all collaborated and to write. And it's a collaboration. Yeah, it's to the, write for the this. partnership yeah. that we have to develop. And, and really to show, because um, it, it's really a, a, a hands-on, right? So it's really to show other communities that residents can lead mm-hmm. and they can lead very well. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we never say that we're going in there to help community. Right. Right. Not, right. Right. Not, right. They're, they're good. They just don't have access to what sure. they should have access right, to. Right. So can you just give so us you're helping what we to need? provide resources? Yes. Yeah, so right. They can do but it. then also looking at it from a cultural perspective, mm-hmm. because resources are going to differ where you go mm-hmm. based on your development, mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. your exposure is, you mm-hmm. know, what have you. So in one area, you may need rice and another area, you may need gloves and not understand why, but it's not for us yeah. to understand. Yeah. It's for us to fill that gap. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that, so there has to be a lot of cultural sensitivity in this yeah, work. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and um just acknowledgement of it. And I, I'm I'm really excited that there are so many individuals um throughout Palm Beach County who have had an opportunity to experience mm-hmm. some type of mm-hmm. uh racial equity course sure. or conversation. Yeah. Um even and now there's you know there's a racial equity team that meets um, and that name just slipped me everything slipping me um, that meets regularly for for individuals who have gone through those courses and and want to talk about it and mm-hmm. want to do something about mm-hmm. it as well yeah, like what yeah. what can we do right yeah. so first I would say is is the education piece just about where we are and, mm-hmm. and what we're doing yeah. and 
and what can be done differently. Right. And I think yeah. once that connection is made with community, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's one thing to to tell somebody, right? <laughs> you you struggling. You, you don't know how you're gonna eat today. You know yeah, all yeah. these yeah, things, yeah, right. right? Oh, and <laughs> can you go out and vote for what? Right. Yeah, yeah. For what, right? But yeah. I think that with our communities, like we really got to get down to the. See that right there? We have that's to, how it's those connections. Yeah. We've got to say this yes. is why this it's is what important. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, when folks are distracted, it's not that they don't want it. Right. It's just that something else has their attention. That's right. Right. And they may, yeah. And it's hard for poverty to supersede anything else. Anything else, else when, I'm, right, <laughs> when, when you I'm, can't eat. That's right. When I'm hungry, you don't. I got a sermon for nothing. you. No, I want to <laughs> eat. Yeah. Um, so uh, part of uh, what I'm trying to also kind of get at is this uh, faith alliance, and I know that you've also been working with clergy, and uh, so. Tell me something about this entrepreneurial aspect of what you're doing and the direction you're going in now. This kind of this this next shift, this next journey that mm-hmm. you're on. So this next journey that I'm on, right? So healthier neighbors, um, d- due to the pandemic and and just fate, really. Like mm-hmm. this is the direction it was supposed to go in, right? Mm-hmm. This was this was supposed to happen. Um, so Healthier Neighbors was initially a five to seven year initiative, right? And it has grown okay. on the hearts of mm, community. Wow. Um, the impact that it's given, the um, the community assets that just keep unfolding every mm. time we do mini grants. I wow. learn about more people in the community <laughs> wow. who are doing something. I'm just like, do we have anybody else? You know, and it's just to see branches of like we we had an opportunity to um to fund Smoothie Me, please. And and now she's branched off to another business where mm-hmm. she's renting bicycles. Yeah, and I'm right. just, it's yeah. like, you just see it going, but it's the dollars circulating in community. Mm-hmm. Right? Keeping that there. Keeping it right yeah. there. Yeah. Right. So I've just been, you know, so excited about that. And, um, with it being a five to seven year, we've always been talking about, you know, what does sunsetting, what does sustainability look like? And that's the conversations that we're having right now, mm-hmm. because, um, I am sunsetting in this position okay. and I am transitioning to something that I've been looking forward to for some time mm-hmm. um, and, and looking forward to in a very timid way, you know, but I'm, I am <laughs> um, moving forward on, on just being bold about okay. what it is that okay. I want to do next. Step not in faith. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. what's even greater is that because God knows I am who I am. Sometimes he reveals just a little bit more to me for me to get over the hump. Like, girl, <laughs> look, this is what it is. And I'm like, oh, okay, then. Like, oh, come on. Right. So we have, um, we have a very special relationship, um, mm-hmm. God and I. And I think that for me, it's um, number one, understanding that relationship mm-hmm. because growing up, God was prevented, presented to me very different. Mm-hmm. It was more in a scare factor, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it was like, you don't do these things, you're going to hell. And mm-hmm. it was like, what? Instead of, instead <laughs> like, of falling in love with forever, God. Like, yeah. whoa. Right. It's like, you know, you can't talk yeah. like that. You can't do this. You can't sure. do that. You can't say that the to God. God of wrath. Yeah. Let me tell mm-hmm. you, yeah. but God mm-hmm. gets it from me. Yeah. Plain, raw, <laughs> you know, 
I talk to him yeah. probably worse than I talk to my friends because, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he that's who he is, right? So it's like, you already inti- know. The intimacy that you have with he him. He already yeah. knows it's in my yeah, head. Yeah, so, yeah, like, this yeah. this is what's going on, right? Yeah, yeah. But he always finds a way to um, introduce me to things uh, in a way that uh, reminds me that I asked for okay, it okay. and um, also reminds me that I still need him. Okay. Right. Because yeah. if I felt like I got this, yeah, like I'm yeah. good God, sure. go to somebody else. Right. 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 I'm like, no, like I actually need you to get a little bit closer because you know, this new venture um, fortunately, right. There is such a dynamic opportunity when your passion and your purpose Mm. just align with your work Mm -hmm. right yeah so it's like work is hard don't get me wrong like the work I do is tough Mm -hmm. It, it really is tough and um it's what I love to do. Yeah. Right. So when now is a lot of this tied to maybe some program development that you're doing in this new venture? Yep. So this new venture um looks like, you know, and to be quite honest with you, right? So in this work that I do, um, there's a lot of conversation that happens with community. Mm-hmm. And um I sometimes get very defensive about um, conversations that are had with our community that aren't handled with care Mm -hmm. because questions are asked and, um, you know, conversations are had. And then it's like, okay, thanks so much for giving us all that information. Gotcha. Have some pizza for you and the kids on the way out. Take some home if you want it. (laughs) Right. Got it. Got it. And I just want to see that done differently. Sure. Right. So, there's times when, you know, I may get a, hey, Jeanette, can you let these folks know who it is that they need to meet with? And I'm like, well, what do they want to ask? Mm. Can I get a copy of the survey? Because mm. when you build that trust with community mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you say, hey, I'm sending over Brian to come talk to you, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, well, psh, Brian can come in my house. He can come sit in my living room because Jeanette said he was good, yeah, right? Yeah. So when I go in and say, here, go meet with this group, right? So now... I would like to be that face yeah, yeah. of taking care of community and mm-hmm. getting that data. But also um, what I've, what I've realized is, is two things, right? One is the, the work that a lot of faith leaders want to do, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're, they're ready. They're willing. They have great ideas. I can't tell you how many pastors and, and clergy and ministers I've met with, with great ideas, right? And, 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 and church bodies, mm-hmm. right? Sure. And they just can't get it out the door. Mm-hmm. Like they literally don't know the next step. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing. It's just that churches aren't what they used to be. Right. Folks are transient, mm-hmm. you know? And I remember that the church I grew up in, Ephesus SDA on Palm Beach Lakes, we mm-hmm. drove in. I mean, we lived in Westgate, but mm-hmm. it wasn't walking distance. Mm-hmm. So whatever happened in that community, well, other than the fact that I went to the church school. So that's why I knew what was mm-hmm. going on in yeah, the community. Yeah. But if I was just a regular church member, I'd be driving in and out. And then most people aren't connected with community. So now pastors are saying, how can we do these initiatives? And I'm telling them, there's so much you can do and you don't even have to pay for it. Yeah. So you are actually... Your your entrepreneurial work is that you become a facilitator to help these 
people desire to move in these different directions to be able to do it. Yeah, and and you know what's even greater than that is not even able to help them move, but helping them to identify who they are in this world, okay. right? Okay. Because there's a great language barrier um, right now, and and I commend organizations like um, Children's Services Council, Palm Beach County who have been making like an intentional effort Mm -hmm. to shift the way that language um, is prepared for their request for proposals known as an RFP. Right. Because sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Right. right? Mm -hmm. So I could tell you that outside there's a million dollars with your name on it. But if it's written in French, you walk past that thing and go home like, man, I sure wish I had a million dollars. Right. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Right. So that's really something that I want to work on. And um, today, actually, I I had a meeting earlier with someone and um, they were telling me what they did. And I pulled up a, a local funder and I said, everything you just said is what they, that's me. I do. You do that. So you're not only a facilitator, you're also an interpreter, (laughs) a (laughs) translator. A translator, (laughs) Of what people need to do. Because as we begin, um, as I began, Mm -hmm, right, mm -hmm. to uncover community assets for me, because these folks have been here. Mm -hmm. They've been here doing these great things in community. Mm -hmm. It's me that's being introduced Mm -hmm, to them, right? mm -hmm. And now it's like, but you don't don't have to deplete yourself so much. Mm Come on, let's let's prepare this so that you can get some money for this. Get some money for this work that you're doing. Because a lot of work in our community is just like, well, you know, that's Miss Sarah. She feed the kids at the school, you know, and and she goes to the park every week. And I said, but that's behavioral health. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can, that's that's, um, food insecurity. That's health education. Like, we can write something for that. And you can get funding to do this. But we just always think this is what we do. Yeah. We take care of community, right? right. Give me um, the top maybe three or four things that lessons you've learned on this journey. The top that you say this, I learned this on this. I wish I had prepared for this. This is probably going to be a lesson. Uh, So the the top lesson um, I go back to understanding myself. Right. Because I remember before I got serious about getting a therapist, like I called my best friend and I was like, I can't do this, Charlie. It's too much. You got to hear people's problems all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. And she said, Jenny, we go through this every time. Mm -hmm. Like, come on, Mm -hmm. like get it together. And I said, "Okay, I need an outlet. Mm. because that is a breakdown. Mm. So there needs to be an outlet so there's no breakdown, right? Okay. okay. So then I found my outlet to get these things off my chest, and then I begin to see, like, oh, okay. Okay. I, you know, so that was a lesson was learned. Lesson. Okay. It was like, don't, don't take all this in and not have an outlet for it, because this work is hard. Okay. Right? Um, secondly is don't be afraid to start over. Mm. Okay. Don't be afraid to start over. Okay. It is um, kind of feeling like where I am right now, right? I'm mm-hmm. getting ready to start again, mm-hmm. like something new, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I also made a, a major shift in my personal mm-hmm. life when I divorced and I, I moved and I'm like, Ooh, it's just me. Okay, here we mm-hmm. go. And I remember like the first time I went to an, uh, a party and it was, I went by myself and I was like, well, I'm an Uber because then I can go and then I can walk outside and I can just leave real quick and nobody will see me walk into my car. I don't have to talk to anybody. And 
you know, it was just like, I just thought that everyone saw me as a failure. Mm. And I was like, oh, everyone probably just thinks that, oh, she's a failure. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, it's okay. It's okay. I started over. Like, I, I did So don't be afraid to make yeah. that change, that go to that different place. Okay. That, yeah. that change. Yeah. And, um, the, the the top lesson for me probably um, is that learning is continual. Mm. It's continual. Okay. And it is, uh, you know, it, it's even the reason why, you know, I, I do my, my Bible study on repeat. Mm-hmm. Because the next time I come back to that, it's like, I didn't get that lesson the first yeah. time. Like, whoa, yeah. this is different because I'm a different stage in my life. Wow. Or when yeah. I realized that regurgitating the same conversations yeah. you hanging out with the same people like it's time to step yeah. it up a little bit like you yeah. need to go back to school you need to read some more books yeah. you know so it's like that learning process even mm. stepping out here on my own now mm. i'm like where are my learning tools mm-hmm. you know because when mm. you're attached to an employer it's mm-hmm. like you got to go to this training you got to yeah. go to that training yeah. you got to do this training but now it's like to yeah. figure out what's going to be good for you right, what's right. the learning that's going to enhance you right. in this space so so um be uh be willing to have an outlet uh also be aka therapy because i therapy. just want to say that out loud <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah 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 <laughs> Uh, to be be willing to make a, a change mm-hmm. if and and to move to something different and and then the third one you said is most important is what Continual learning. Continual learning yeah. because learning should never quit. Mm-hmm. It should never stop. So, mm-hmm. wow, it's been a treat. It's that talking to you. Is it okay if I have a word of prayer with you? Absolutely. I want to pray for Absolutely. as you move forward. Let's so let's do it. Let's, okay, <laughs> let's pray. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you for the wonderful experience that we've had in this space today. I thank you for Jeanette. I thank you for how you have used her in such an amazing way to make a difference in the lives of so many. And she even acknowledges that it's not her alone and that she's aware of that. So I thank you for her spirit of humility and for her spirit of community and believing that it does take a community. Thank you, O God, for the work that you have done. But now, Lord, I'm praying for the work you shall do Uh, that as she has moved to this new place, this new space in her journey, that you, O God, would bestow her with bountiful blessings and that you would extend the borders, O God, the borders for more and more blessings, for more and more resources to be a blessing to others. And Lord, even as you pour into her so that she can pour into others, that you will be glorified for it. So we thank you, dear Lord, and I pray and give thanks for her today for being on our show. In Jesus' name, we give thanks. Amen. Thank Jeanette, you. thank you. <laughs> like, I wasn't even nervous. I was really good. Well, that's good. Thank you. And we want our audience to know that uh, this kind of uh, informative and inspirational conversation is something we want you to be able to take advantage of. So we thank Jeanette and we just pray that you too will be blessed by it. God bless you. See you next week. We would like to thank this episode sponsor, Living Word Christian Community, located at 2390 South Military Trail, West Palm Beach, Florida, 33415 
where Dr. Terrell Bird is the lead pastor. The worship service begins at 10.30 a.m. in person, on Facebook, and Instagram Live.